We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. Kirk Anderson and Josh Bowe coming to you with the uh, first uh, regular season edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Technically, it is the second edition as we recorded, and our recording is now somewhere floating on the internet. The Mavericks were just waxed by the Atlanta Hawks, uh, 113-87. Josh, how are you? I'm doing okay. It's okay. Podcast is off to the same start as the Mavericks. (laughs) Yep, yep. So for anybody that didn't watch, the Mavericks uh, came out, looked pretty, oh, they looked interesting for like the first five or six minutes. Uh, and then the Hawks made some shots, and the Mavericks uh, never really recovered. Um, I wrote in the recap that my initial non-overreaction uh, is that the Hawks are a long, obnoxious defensive team, particularly with DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish just able to throw a lot at Luka. And the Mavericks said no, they, they were not really able to get into the paint, which meant they were taking a lot of threes, and it just... Everything just went sideways really, really quickly, and the Mavericks never really recovered. Yeah, it's a combination of they played poorly regardless of scheme or or style. You know, they missed a lot of shots. Uh, They had some bad turnovers early on. I think Luka himself, you know, he had five turnovers. Some of them you contribute to the really bad spacing. Some of it was just, you know, playing against the DeAndre Hunter-Clinton Capella combo that is really – really really formidable defensively but um you know in terms of you know you don't want to take too much from one game and i know that we kind of talked about in our fir- our first recording you know about how we kind of saw this coming and we didn't really want to harp too much on it because we didn't really want to be negative nancy's during during the preseason when it's time to be optimistic but there are definitely you know this wasn't the case of ah it just wasn't their night uh there are definitely some red flags for the mavericks offensively 
and it's uh, like I said in our first recording, it's not, hey, we can work this out. We just need to learn our scheme better. It's the scheme is bad and they can't keep doing this. Uh, they cannot keep posting up Dorian Finney-Smith. They cannot keep taking the ball out of Lucas' hands to the degree that they did in the first half. Uh, the Mavs posted up. Yeah. How ahead. many times did Dorian Finney-Smith post up? I mean, he had at least three, and that's already too many. Do you know how many times he posted up last season? I want to say two. or Twice. Twice in 60 <laughs> games. And, and Jason Kidd's offense posted him up three times. Yep. Mm. He was two of 12 from the floor, which means he was one of six from three. That means he shot six two-pointers. One of them was a pull-up two outside of a, a open corner three, <laughs> which is just like horrible. Um, the Mavericks played two bigs for most of the game. And if you're playing two bit, you know, uh, this is the thing with the Powell Przingis, you know, I was optimistic about the pairing because of the data that they put up the really good, strong data they put up when they were both healthy before Powell had his Achilles, but that was in Rick Carlisle's scheme and Rick Carlisle's offense, which really emphasized having a dive five and, and uh-huh. using a rim runner to create vertical spacing to open things up. This form is not good. <laughs> like uh, Dwight Powell looked really aimless offensively tonight, and that's not something you need him doing because he's not going to shoot. You know, he's not a shooter. So there were so many instances where both Powell and Kristaps were inside the three-point line without purpose, and that clogged things up tremendously. And that's not that's not good. I don't know if that is a a side effect of this is a new coach and we don't really know where to be yet, but that's that's upsetting uh considering you know how well that duo has played in the past even with their with their flaws Uh, Mm -hmm. they didn't even get the good stuff out of them tonight well and then there was the concerted like again and we knew this was coming so but it's one thing to know it and it's another thing to see it the concerted effort to get the ball out of lucas hands and do things through other people so not just during finney smith post-ups there were a lot of KP posts ups, which yep. were ineffective, though he I liked his movement overall. It just, you know, just weren't good shots. Um, Tim Hardaway, you mentioned something the first time in our recording about how they didn't do a lot of like small screening of Luca. Could you could you walk us through that briefly? Yeah, I was gonna say one of the staples of their offense the last couple of years has been, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. dribble handoffs to Luca, Tim Hardaway screening for Luca. Or even just dribble handoffs with KP and Powell and Maxi because it's a way to get Luca going downhill uh, without the ball. You know he can run, he can kind of cut real hard without the ball, catch it off a handoff, use that into a screen, and then get going. I didn't see any dribble handoffs with Luca tonight. I might have missed it. I need to go back and rewatch. But on first watch, I didn't see any, and I didn't see any Tim Hardaway Jr. screens for Luca either. Uh, and that's that's stuff that's like if it ain't broke don't you know if it if it ain't broke don't fix it and that's the kind of stuff that concerns me going forward uh, not to say that every game the Mavericks are going to shoot 33 percent and score 87 points but these kind of things feel like structural schematic things that could continue and it can't and they have to figure out a way well they don't have to figure out a way. The way has been figured out. They had the best offense in the league two seasons ago. They were top eight last season. The offense wasn't bad. So if the offense is bad with these same players, they they have to abandon this new philosophy pretty quickly. And, of course, it's been one game. Let's see. I guess they're going to have to give it time. But 
There's right, there's because, parts of what I saw tonight that was like I don't care how much time you give it, it won't work. <laughs> well, and I, and I hope you I hope you expound on that. The thing that, that that at least you know in writing, if you're able to get to it at some point, the thing that that I found just there's there was some stuff that I liked. I do like how they pushed the ball early, yep. but it was you know Rick wouldn't let them push. But the flip side was we saw exactly why Rick wouldn't let them push. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, just embarrassing plays from from Dorian Finney-Smith, who took. You said he took twelve shots. He took twelve I think I shots. Still have the, yeah, he took twelve. Like, why is Dorian taking six two pointers? Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. kind of looked lost with the ball a few times. You know, Porzingis was really the one who actually looked like like a you know freaking unicorn on the break. He had some. He had a couple of nice finishes off of break plays. It, it was just it's something where that was the thing that I took the most from the summer with Luca in Slovenia is he likes to feed the ball ahead and get easy buckets. He doesn't necessarily want to run. He doesn't want to always control the ball. Like is the narrative on him, but you've got to finish some of these plays. And it just has been astounding to me for three years of Luca now where we watch good team or, you know, we watch teammates, which we're told are very important and so amazing that we must keep them not finish plays. And it's just, I don't know that that part was, you know, maybe something they'll get a little better at over time. Sometimes things just snowball. And I think in, in this instance, like the Mavs started to see, you know, hear footsteps to a degree when playing, particularly when driving. Um, it was it was just a disappointing effort because you, you come out with strong preseason. You do a lot of nice ball movement um, and then a lot of nice cutting. And then, you know, you said on our, our first attempt at recording this, like that was preseason because I just didn't see any of it. Luca's dribbling in the third, like the in the third quarter was the closest thing we saw to Luca last season when he's wheeling and dealing and scoring points. And it was the only time the offense looked like it had any sort of non Jalen Brunson provided rhythm. And I'm not sure what to do with that because we all agree that they should be a bear to play in the regular season. And maybe the Hawks are kind of an outlier team for them to play against, but it, it, it I don't like having the playoff wounds. We just finished, you know, you know, protecting having having them ripped open almost immediately yeah um it was it was not good outside of you know if if, if it wasn't luca or if it wasn't brunson you know chris stops for as good as he looked physically he finished four of 13 yeah he had 11 points and five rebounds in 28 minutes he was not he was not effective offensively um and he still looked very robot you know if you're like, okay, where are they going to get points if it's not Luca and if it's not Brunson? Well, it's like, okay, can can Kristaps give them anything that's un- like, can he give them any unassisted buckets? Because that's just not something he has done the last two seasons, and he didn't do it again tonight. And just about every post up, he had like that one good fallaway post up, and then most of the others. I mean, he had four turnovers. Uh, he got stripped a bunch. He's very robotic in the post, you know. Kirk, me, you and me used to give Harrison Barnes so much grief in terms of he kind of made up his mind about what he was going to do before he did it and then would not adjust. And Kristaps feels like that turned up to, to 25 on a 10-point scale. Like he just – it is hard for him to adapt when a def, when he does not get kind of the look that he wants out of a post-up or an isolation. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's – you know, that just didn't look good. Maybe that's better – as the, as the season goes on, he gets more rhythm. They play more games. You know, it is just one game. Yeah. For all we know, he could he could score out of those situations a little bit better. It just wasn't just wasn't a good first effort. Well, and we also the last thing I think we should sort of touch on is like I don't I didn't really understand the rotations 
you know, you don't pay Reggie Bullock $10 million a year to play in 14 minutes. I don't even yeah, care that he insane. was gone for a week. That's insane. That, that was very strange. I, did, I, I felt the hockey substitutions are something we're going to have to see more of before I get too critical of it. But I did not let, like, it's like they brought on this specific bench unit that was Maxi uh, Brown, Bullock, and either Brunson, Brunson. or Luca. Yeah. And it just, it didn't, it didn't work. It was pretty ugly. You know, Luca, both Brown and Bullock are good off the catch. And most of the shots that they got tonight were heavily contested. And again, like that's a, that's a form of the offense. So it's, it's, we need to see more of that, but it's just something to keep an eye out for. Yeah, definitely need some more time on that. But yeah, not a good first, first run uh, across the board. I think defensively, they showed some things in the first half. Uh, that seemed pretty promising. I mean, they did an overall pretty good job on Trey Young, uh, but this kind of goes to show like your defense can only can only be so good when your offense is that bad. And I think that they kind of got deflated in the second half when the shots would just they just still couldn't score. Me too. And that's when the game got away yeah. from them. Yeah, I mean, it was it, they they came out of the first half and they were down fifteen almost immediately, and then the game was over. It was it was yep. pretty pretty something to watch. Um, luckily for them, there's 81 more games. Uh, they have a lot of time to get this right, but I will say, and we talked about this earlier, this will become a loud narrative. If whatever they have installed with this, this is one nice thing about the same group of players is that if the offense goes to shit and the one factor that you changed is, is, you know, it becomes pretty evident where the source lies now. We'll see. I mean, you're pretty grumpy about this already, which I find outstanding because usually that's my bit. But <laughs> but we'll we'll see where we go with this relatively quickly. Um, I'm into a green room after this. Uh, we'll probably talk again on Saturday. We got a few more. Like I, it was funny. People I've been trying to get in touch with for a while kind of came out of the woodwork tonight and wanted to talk maps. <laughs> it's like, uh, of course. But anyways, guys, uh, Josh, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, let's do it. Let's hope this take take works also recording. <laughs> yeah sorry guys Please. for a short podcast but they got beat yeah. by 30 and i really don't know what else to say and i uh, one of the things drives me nuts is when i get messages from people who are like you're so negative it's like okay well maybe i'll just talk less <laughs> <laughs> Yep. This has been Kirk Henderson and Josh Bo. Please uh, subscribe, go to our webpage, go to Matt, you know, do, do all the things that the supporters of the show do. We really appreciate the community. Uh, we are grateful that you guys listen because I know you have a lot of options out there and we will talk to you probably Saturday night. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.